0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Scott's on the Scoop Podcast, episode three. Um, we did have a little gap in between episode two and three. We did have a lot of things going on. Kids finishing school and we had a, you know, rearranging a few things. We got some new equipment. Um, Violetta broke her arm. Um, so <laughs> there's been a lot going on that has kinda of kept us So you want to, you wanna to touch on that?
1: Um, I think just the basics of it. You know, I broke my arm, fell down, walking. Broke my arm, didn't think it was that serious. so It ended up being a lot more serious than I thought. Needed to get it, you know, doctor's visit, hospital visits, surgeries, all sorts of things that happened that uh, kind of yeah, it kept kinda, us
0: busy. It kinda, yeah, it kind of was a lot more serious than we thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so now physical therapy and all that. But we are back to business. Like I said, we got some new stuff, some new equipment, got a new computer. So everything's back on track. Mm-hmm. So. To get right into it, uh, episode three, we are going to be talking about back on lockdown. Uh, we are back on restrictions. We couldn't act right, so we're going right back to where we were in the beginning. <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised at all. We're going to be talking about the uh, monumental legislation to remove the Confederate symbol from the Mississippi state flag, which I think is huge. And we're also going to be talking about the race for the White House, the uh, pretty much gamble that we're taking with Biden and uh, dealing with Trump. With, well, you know, dealing with Trump. <laughs> All right, so getting right into it. So today, there was 53,000 new cases in the U.S. In Texas, it was 8,076. That's a record for Texas, and that's the sixth time in nine days that we've hit a record for the U.S. So at, in total in Texas, we've had 182,000 confirmed cases. So that right there lets you know something. I mean, th- these are numbers that we are hitting that we were not hitting before. Mm-hmm. So clearly things are not getting better they're getting worse. I mean, do you think that it's because we're not doing what we're supposed to do, or do you think that that is because it's just going to happen the way it's going to happen?
1: I think it's a combination. So I think that in the beginning, we weren't seeing that many cases being reported because one, we didn't have the test. People weren't getting checked for it. People weren't thinking that that's what it was. Um, And so I think part of it is testing, but I definitely think that now knowing how the virus works and how we're interacting, the fact that we're out now more than before or it seemed as okay to be out but that definitely has to do with these numbers we can't really deny the fact that that the number of cases even in a community like in our own communities has grown we know everybody knows somebody who has gotten it or who 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 was happening to so it's not well people um, are out Yes. Pe- yeah i mean or... people
0: people are out and, and and especially and i can see why that bear county's numbers are reflecting the way that they are Mm-hmm. Because you see people out. Yes. You know, you know San Antonio is a bar scene. Those bars opened up, and they were mm-hmm. packed. And, and I, it's a transmission hotspot. I mean, I, I can see why the numbers would jump. I mean, the mayor's noted that the spike happened exactly two weeks after Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know. You know that was I think that Memorial Day was the first time people were like you know what, I'm gonna go kick it with a couple.
1: Yeah, like they, they, I mean, you've, been, you've been cooped up for a minute. And I think we were talking about this uh, before, the fact that we don't really know how to interact in a society with coronavirus that, uh, with all these new restrictions. Like I think it's for us... Uh, we're used to like seeing somebody giving them a hug, giving them a handshake, like like being That's in each space like that. As like not kids to. right now, are, you know they got they go they get their stuff ready, They put on their masks, They stay away from people. Like there's a, a lot of new kind of social things that we're doing that we're, we had to change. So it's like we haven't seen these people in months because we've been home. We haven't been going out like that. And all of a sudden you see everybody you know the, immediately. It almost feels like you're drawn to and people. Which is exactly the well, opposite of what you're if, supposed to be doing. If you do.
0: haven't seen somebody of in course, such a long yes. time, I mean people been in the house they haven't gone places I mean I know people right now that still haven't left the house at all Mm -hmm. um you know, you know, curbside delivery, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, they're not leaving the house to go to the grocery store, they're not leaving the house to go to Walmart, they're not leaving at all, yeah. they're scared, to, you know, to, as, as to what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but if you are out, say you are out and you do see somebody you haven't seen in four or five months, a close friend or something, it is hard not to, you know, at yes. least shake a hand, give a hug, it's a natural thing to do. I know
1: we're doing like the elbow thing or like the fist pump thing, yeah. but it's, 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 strange. it's strange to learn this new behavior of you know, staying away from somebody like that and then not, and kind of fighting this impulse of of, of being close to somebody or, you know, or, or like embracing somebody, shaking a hand. Like, I know for me personally, it's been difficult to remind myself when I see somebody, don't do that. Like, step back or, you know, don't automatically do something like that.
0: Well, and the thing is, you know, now we're, you know, right here on the, you know, the break of 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And I know that the way I feel personally, it's going to be, a repeat of Memorial Day. Um, and that's why they're, you know, putting these straight restrictions now, early on, to keep people from the beach. You know, the beaches are now closed down, mm-hmm. you know, going into uh, the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. and And City I can Park, see too. the reasoning. I can see the reasoning behind that, definitely, because people are going to be out. But it's not going to stop people from getting together. I don't, I don't think that it's going to stop people from having barbecues that are going to be more than 10 people. Because as of right now, more than 10 people in a gathering is, as of, you know, our city order is, you know, they're just not having it. They, that, they think that that is going to be a spreader, and it will be. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that it's going to stop anybody
1: yeah.
0: from doing anything on 4th of July. I think it's going to, you know, it's going to be business as usual, big barbecues, big family get-togethers. And uh, I think we're gonna have a repeat come two weeks from now, probably a l- just a little bit worse. And I don't want to, you know, fear monger or sound like you know, just be in a negative sense. But from the pattern that we've been on, especially in San Antonio, from what I've seen, I think that that's where we're headed.
1: I mean, it's it's very possible, and if any, if we just even look back at everything that's happened, and I think when the, the everything was starting to happen, and and. And businesses were slowly starting to open. I mean, we had a very like limited schedule of time. Everything was like open from eight to six, and that's. I feel like now the hours are the same as they were before. So it's like you. Can well, the go hours to store are definitely gone back. And to I was the like before, it felt like we can only do certain things during the day. So there was not even a reason to be out after five o'clock because you couldn't even go to the store. You're gonna pick up stuff like everybody's. Everything was limited. But I think now, even in just extending the hours, or starting to go back with this whole reopening phase one, phase two stuff like. All this has changed that. So even in my mind, I don't think anymore in the times of 8 to 5. I'm like, okay, I can go get this later. I don't have to wake up this early to go do these things. So now not only are we out more, are we in places where now you can, you know, the stores are open until 10 o'clock and and you have more access, more time for people to be out during different hours that maybe wouldn't have done it before.
0: I mean, I definitely don't see. I mean, when we first went on that lockdown, I know that it felt after a while, it felt kind of barren. It felt like there was not too many people out. Mm-hmm. Traffic was lighter, you know, yeah. at 5 o'clock. I feel like we're kind of, you know, going away from that, getting a, a little bit away from that as time goes on. But at this point, you know, city officials have said that we have two weeks, maybe less, until the hospitals are at capacity. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go by the same numbers that we're talking about with Memorial Day, mm-hmm. two weeks after, we, you know, we see this surge. Um, it doesn't look like we're letting up as far as cases go, Te- especially no. Texas. I mean, it, I mean, even the U.S. numbers—it's been, oh, we hit a record high. Oh, we hit a record high. Oh, we hit a record high. It's just every single day there's more cases. So if we continue at this rate, without Fourth of July, say Fourth of July isn't even on the table, we we're gonna we're gonna be in some trouble in two weeks. So I mean, I mean, it's I get I mean, it's it's an individual thing on how I, you know how you're gonna combat it, but you can't do it for everybody. I can't do it for everybody, and and it's 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 frightening.
1: It's very frightening. It's the same thing when we, when we were talking about it right before when everything was happening and we we're just kind of watching it happen in other countries and not here yet. And we we're talking about would Texas, what would Texas's response be to all of this? And the same thing that we talked about is like we cannot force people to listen mm-hmm. To, nah. to the rules of all of this. I mean, just
0: like I was telling you, I mean, I've always said, okay, wait till they start telling Texas what to do. Yeah, you know, especially especially specifics on, you know, where you can go and, you know, what, what can be open and what can't be open. I mean, even though, I mean, I'm, I am I praise Abbott for, you know, his, uh, the mask policy. Back? Yeah, the <laughs> walk back. back. Yeah, my bad. Just, you know I'm what, guys? You know back. what, guys? You know guys? Maybe we do need those masks.
1: Exactly. Maybe we do need those
0: masks. And, I mean, it's a good thing to do but like Nuremberg said, like our mayor said, it's about time. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, is it too late? I mean, it, like as of, because as of what tomorrow, mm-hmm. as of Friday, um, it'll be required for you to wear a mask. Yes. So if you're going to the store, if you're going to HB, if you're going to Walmart, if you will be required to wear that mask. And and he even went, uh, Abbott went, even went as far, oh, I'm sorry, on um, Nuremberg went as far as to say that there was going to be uh. Temperature checks mm-hmm. wherever you were going, and they had to walk that back because I guess that was a little too extreme. Which I can see, you know, every single restaurant, every single you know, um, uh, uh, establishment, every uh store having to do a temperature check that 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 probably isn't too feasible for the entire you know city, but they are still encouraging businesses and establishments to do that, mm-hmm. which I mean, which makes sense. I mean, but I could just see that being a problem as well. I mean, if you have a problem not wearing a mask and then, you know, you're standing out in the heat all day and somebody says, Hey, sorry, never mind, you can't come in I could see plenty of uh viral videos coming can, out of that. You
1: know, but I think it's it's a minor inconvenience and, and since this physical therapy since the broken arm, like I feel like every time I go in I have to check my temperature and it's happened to me where my temperature was a little bit higher, like was slightly higher. And they make me wait. And honestly waiting five minutes is like a minor inconvenience and i if it's gonna keep somebody from getting sick because I may be sick or something like that, I really don't mind it. And I feel like if you if you were in that place and you're in a rush already or something like that, like it might be inconvenient to you. But honestly, to me, it didn't feel that bad. I waited for like five, ten minutes. they took it again, and it was fine. Um, I th- also, I think because I don't know how many people are really out there trying to get tested or trying to report what's going on with them or, or if they even want to know. Oh, no,
0: the contact trace game uh, in the U.S. is, uh, <laughs> is dismal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and even... Um, you know, I was you know I read an article today. They were saying at this point when it, it's so, it's so community spread and it's not these small pockets of what's happening like oh, we have an outbreak here at you know, say this apartment complex or this nursing home. When it's so community spread, it's almost um, a lost cause to to try and contact trace Yay. so many different cases.
1: I know the city was talking about if you know you've been in contact with somebody letting somebody else know, um, almost as a courtesy, you know. Hey, cause it, I, got I can understand. I can understand that. I mean, I can understand the strain that's <laughs> on people already. I mean, at least say something about mm. it. Only to like to help somebody else, you know. Maybe prevent. You know, you have to prevent somebody else from getting sick. And it's just like we don't have the tools or the resources yet to to track people the way that we should to keep this from spreading that way. But it's like we already know how it spreads. We know that we should use a mask. That it'll help. Um, we know that to watch for the symptoms and all that kind of stuff. So it's something we don't know. I think it's just like, like we were saying before, people are just not listening and it's very difficult and I understand that. I understand the urge to be out, to, to see your friends, to just kind of continue your life. We've been here for months now and, and kind of cabin fever type stuff where we're just like, everybody wants to go back to normal. But clearly it's like you go back to normal for yeah. a second and they shut that door yeah. in your face and like go it's back like, inside. You know what it's like? It's
0: like it's like <laughs> that kid that's always acting up, you know, uh-huh. and then like when he gets home, he can't come out to play. Uh-huh. And then once he does come out to play, he does wow. something crazy. Yeah. And then he's back on lockdown. Yeah. We're like we're all grounded, you know, yeah. like, like we gave you a shot. You messed it up, me so say. go back home, you know? So, but I mean, and now there is that they're talking about, you know, a few, you know, consequences. Um, you know, they're saying that violators will, you know, they're going to receive a verbal or written warning, which I'm assuming will be, you know, most of what they're talking about as mm-hmm. far as the mask goes. But they're saying in violations, you can get a fine of up to $250. And I know that um, uh, Judge Nelson had actually said that he was pushing for a $5,000 fine on mm-hmm. businesses that weren't requiring the mask. Now that's not in, you know, in any, uh, uh, state order or anything, but he, that he, he wanted that he, he felt as if that would be necessary in some, in some places it might be, cause some people are not, you know, they're not compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are just not having it. They think that, it, you know, that it's too much, that it's extreme, that, you know, you know, your rights and you know, I should be able to do whatever I want. So, I mean, I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll see.
0: I mean, you know, like I said, they said two weeks, you know, July 4th. I'm sure it's going to go down in San Antonio. We'll see two weeks from now, see where we're at. And uh, I guess we'll get back to it then, you know. <laughs> we'll check back we'll in. <laughs> all right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, we're going to be talking about this monumental legislation with uh, Mississippi and this Confederate symbol that they are removing from their flag after 126 years. All right, we'll talk to y'all. Removing the Confederate symbolism from their flag. So, like I said before, the flag has been up for 126 years. So, <laughs> it's been it's been going for a long time. They held a ceremony on Wednesday to uh, retire the former state flag, and they sent it to a history museum. This is after Governor uh, Tate Reeves signed the bill. They said that they, they had a lot of support um, uh, for the removal of the uh, Confederate symbol, and um, I think it's huge. I think
1: it, if, if I don't think I would have ever said this in really 126 years, um, congrats to Mississippi for doing that. It's a huge move. It makes me very proud of them. Yeah, Mississippi to, to do something about. like that, Mississippi, of all the places in the world, and just generally anywhere in the South, to say, hey, you know, we, we understand what this means to some people. And when we don't stand behind that, we're taking it off of our like That's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a
1: very
0: huge. big deal. So Let's not forget that they had a little bit of pressure. Oh. There's there's been a whole lot of pressure, and I find it funny that you know, um, people companies that you wouldn't think would be making the most changes are. It's like NASCAR, you oh, know, yes. like of, of all things. NASCAR is like, oh no, we're not doing this anymore. Let's take we're take, we're taking down the flag. As a matter of fact, you can fly the pride flag too. You know what? We're gonna I, be kneeling during the national anthem. I was shocked.
1: I'm gonna be real. <laughs> when here. I saw that. When I think of NASCAR, I think that's a white sport, and I don't even wanna. Yeah. I like, I don't think that that's something that I think. Okay, you know, you have to change these things that they're gonna be about it, but they surprised they me on board. when how quickly they just started kind of changing everything around, and I was like, okay, well, good for you, NASCAR. Yeah, you
0: I, 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 my, <laughs> yeah, my, my, much much props to NASCAR. So. Mississippi has now um uh, brought the flag down. Mm-hmm. They don't have a new flag yet. Uh, they said it might take some time. They have put a little clause in there that establishes a commission to create a new flag, but it must include the words in God we
1: trust on Okay, the so that's one so. thing that I kind of I figured Bible belt <laughs> is about that. You know, I always have these things about it only because I feel like we're a nation who came here to, you know, to worship as they wished and all that kind of stuff. And so now, whenever I hear that, I was like, there's so many different religions in this country. And to put that on there, to me, it kind of feels very strange. There's people who have no religion. There's Muslim and and Buddhists and Christians and Catholic You know, there's a lot. To me, do we have to put that on everything? I don't know. I've- but I can understand the community where this is coming from. And, and it's already in our money. So... I, I get it. I don't agree with it. A, a baby steps, you know. We're taking. Confederate symbols I, yeah, I out, think that they probably separation of you know.
0: I'm sure that that was a kind of give and take situation Maybe. In, in that in that house to, to figure out exactly <laughs> what they were gonna do. I'm sure they were like, well, it's gotta say something. man. they gotta you gotta give us something. Um, I'm not sure. I you you don't want to be quoted on. That, I'm not sure how many other state flags um, have "In God We Trust" on the flag. Um, I know that Mississippi was the only state out of the 50 that had the confederate symbol on it um and it's i mean for those who haven't you know driven through mississippi i mean if you're coming from tennessee arkansas arkansas louisiana alabama once you get to mississippi you know you're gonna get that same old hey you know that big sign welcome to the state of mississippi there's probably gonna be a little rest stop and at that rest stop upon entry you're gonna see the united states flag and you're gonna see the Mississippi flag, or what was the Mississippi flag? And a lot of people who have never even thought about it probably see that and go, "What, what is going one? on here?" And it, it, but I mean, it is Bible Belt, and it, it, and when you see that, it is kind of a shocker. I mean, I at this point, you know, I've been used to it. Um, I have family from Mississippi, and you know, we, we I've been to Mississippi. So, I can't even count, you know, I mean, at least once every year, it seems. And, you know, I'm used to seeing it. And it's sad to to have that normalized, to look up and see that and, you know, just think, well, that's, you know, this is the way it is. You know, this is how this is how it goes down here. But yeah, they had, they had it up. I mean, everywhere. I mean, it, but it's not like Texas, though. True. I will say that it's not like Texas. You come to Texas, you can see the Texas flag everywhere.
1: Yeah, of course. It, everywhere.
0: If you see an American flag, you probably see a Texas flag right with it, you know? So, it, but it's not, you know, they're not flying the flag like, like we are flying it here in Texas, but the flag is there for you to see. Um, it, it will be, it does, it would have flown right above the Capitol. You see the flag, you see the Confederate symbolism in it, and you, I mean, it's 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 tough to, to swallow, but, you know, apparently, but you know, I think they were it's used
1: because, to Because, like, to, you, to me and you, when we see the Confederate flag, we see it for a very different reason than most, you know, than maybe, you know, the... People in Alabama, oh, yeah, it's my in the Mississippi, and all these it's places. Not so my it's history. like, it is. But I think that that's a little bit misused because I feel like whenever I do see the Confederate flag, the Confederate symbols, not really used in that. I don't think they're very concerned with the history of it or where it's coming from. To me, I've seen it mostly as a symbol of oppression and hate and and well, you know and racism and things like that. So to me, when I see that, that's what I see. And I think that people use that because they know that's the symbolism behind it. So that's the one thing that kind of troubles me with it. Because I get it, it's just a flag. And if you're flying it because you know you're a descendant from somebody who was part of the Confederacy or something like that, that's different. Because that's you know the flag that that they is it, they well to them it's different <laughs> to them it's different. But to me, like, to me the Confederate flag has yeah. always always felt wrong. Yeah, it's for felt sure. wrong whenever I see it somewhere. I feel offended. I feel yeah. upset about it. I don't want to see it. And if I if I see it a lot around me, I'm not comfortable in that place. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. Saying, well, that's, but, yeah, that's a solid even But you even, but you right you even said it in your own words. Like, you've seen it so many times. It, to me, if I see that coming into a state, like, to all the places that I've been, I see it, I feel weird. Mm.
0: Oh, I yeah. feel
1: weird. And so to I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel okay with it. And I kind of don't like the fact that I'm, almost like it's been grabbed and used by people to promote that. To oh, promote absolutely. To I mean, you're not going to go to like, to like a, do really know what where it came from? Do you know how old this flag? What do you know the no. history behind all these things? And I think some people use it. oh, people think that this is you know, you know, racist or it scares people or it symbolizes something that I stand for, whatever that may be. But but I don't think that it's that's what that flag was intended well, to do. In
0: most in most situations <laughs> in most scenarios, um, you'll see the Confederate flag fly shoulder to shoulder with you know, you know, white supremacy flags. Yes. Yeah you know swastikas you i mean Mm -hmm. that you see that a lot i mean i'm not saying in every and you know in every instance that's where that's where you're going to see the confederate flag but when you when you think about it Mm -hmm. that's that when i think about it let me speak for myself when i think about it that's what i see it flying next to that's what i see it meaning so you know you i do take offense to it and and i do feel uncomfortable um
1: that's you a really good question, is. too, for people. I think that we should... Ask, like, when you see the Confederate flag, how does that make you yeah, feel? Yeah, how does it Do make you make feel? Do you feel, feel comfortable? Do you feel at home? Do you feel... Like, what is the feeling that you get from it? Every time I see it, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me upset. If I see it next to some kind of, like, racial thing or some kind of hate speech, it's even worse.
0: I mean, you you're know? automatically... It's, it's a bias from, from, you know, a standpoint of, of someone... Who sees it like that? That they're automatically going to be like, okay, so this person is racist. You know what <laughs> I'm saying?
1: Almost, yeah. You know,
0: like you know, if you show up, you know, to the campground and somebody's flying <laughs> Please, a Confederate oh flag, gosh. okay, we got we got to have we some gotta, problems. We gotta
1: here. move over. <laughs> yeah, I gotta,
0: go, I gotta get a different spot here because this isn't gonna work. And you're automatically thinking, and not to say that everybody, you know, that that has flown the flag is racist, but it, it, it's definitely gonna seem that way. To other people, you know that that are looking at it. To other people that have to that have to see it, if you're flying it on your house or, you know behind mm-hmm. your truck, that's what people are gonna associate with it for the most part. And uh, and it's 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 a negative thing, you know. It's 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 a bad start. And um, I've, I've
1: asked people too, like, okay, why why do you have this? Why are you putting this up here? And I never really kind of gotten a straight answer. Something that I felt like was a, a not a valid reason. I mean, they don't have to prove to me why they want to fly this bike, but but the reasoning behind it was never something that I was like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. And I found it really interesting. I've seen a lot of articles pop up recently talking about uh, the descendants of these uh, Confederate leaders and what they think about taking the monuments down. There, You know, there have been a few people who are like, no, you know, don't take them down, keep them up, all that kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for the, there's quite a few people on there that, you know, don't mind if they're taken down, if it's going to help their country heal, if it's going to help people move forward. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, they're okay, they're all right, with it and it was interesting because I never really thought about that because to me like we were saying before it's always made me uncomfortable it's always made me upset but it doesn't represent anything to me like it's not it's not tied to like like my great great you know grandfather you know or you know nothing to my family like that so I don't I don't care about it in that sense I
0: think that a lot of that goes back to the education part of it though I mean a lot of people don't know how serious the atrocities were Mm -hmm. um they don't know Flying the flag to protect that slavery, what you uh-huh. know, what what yeah. that really means, you know, it's it's uh, like I compare it to you know somebody saying, "Ho, oh, you know, there's a there's a statue of a Nazi, which there's none."
1: There's not no. You
0: know, there's no there's no monuments to Nazis in Germany, the but if, soldiers, there was, there's none if there was, if there was. I don't think that, you know, you know, that a person would be standing up raising their hand like, "Oh, that's my uncle. That's my great-great uncle." <laughs> <That's laughs> I don't right. think that I, I don't I know I wouldn't. Yeah. And uh, and but you know, we still have these monuments. We still you know, we're, we're still paying tribute mm-hmm. to things and it, it to to really see who these people were, I don't think that that's something that I would want to be, you know, just Making sure everybody knew that hey, it's you know, true. this this is my family, this and, is what we're about, you know. Like,
1: a, and there's other ways to pay tribute, like they're saying, they put the flag, they put it in the museum. We can go back and look at these things, it's part of history. We can't erase it, you know. You could take all the flags down, that doesn't mean it's going to be gone, people are going to forget about no, it. But no. at the same time, it, it's not the place right now, it's not the time to continue to push this narrative or to, or to keep this up there like that. Like, if, if it's something that makes people feel uncomfortable, and like you said, that it was used to promote oppression and things like that it's just there's no
0: need i mean that i mean it's in a museum and that's Mm -hmm. where it belongs it's it's a no doubt at all it's part of history it's a part of history Mm -hmm. so i mean and some parts of history need to be in a museum they don't need to be flying on all Mm -hmm. of my neighbors houses right (laughs) and with that you know a lot of uh confederate statues and memorials have come down um 23 since the uh, passing of George Floyd by um, murdered by the Minneapolis police that's 23 Confederate statues that have come down so mm-hmm. that's that's a lot um, in itself um, the last time there was something even close, or shall I say more um, was after the Charlottesville incident um, where there was many good people on both sides apparently <laughs> oh,
1: no there was um,
0: not. <laughs> so there was 36 I believe uh, statues and memorials that had come down then mm-hmm. and in total, if we were to, you know, rack them all up in total, it has been 114 Confederate monuments that have been either removed or taken down since 1865. And if you really think about that, it, 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 it seems like there's probably not that many more, but trust, there are. There's over 1,500 monuments in the U.S., um, 700 being statues, but 114 have been taken down since 18, 1865. And if you really look at the numbers, only two were taken down as of 2009.
1: But that, so that, that's the, staggering. The time frame is like from 1865 to 2009. Only two, two statues. And only that's
0: probably two because statues. they were like, "This is in the wrong spot. We're gonna move <laughs> it over here." That, that's what I. That's what I hear when I hear two statues. I don't think that that's like, "Hey, we need to bring this one down." I hear, you know what? Let's move it over to town. You know, to the to the town square because right here it's not a really good angle yeah. for the sun. So only two have been taken down. But since then, um, 114, and like I said, 23 within the you know the, these past few months. And I, me personally, I think it's a good thing if yeah. you if you really love it that much or like you said if that's a family member then put it in your backyard you yeah. know <laughs> people don't want to people don't want to see that every time they go to work um it shouldn't be glorified you know yeah, and especially from you know this whole idea that the us is you know we're just we're just winners and we're the best at everything then why are we putting up monuments for, for, computer, for the losing team yeah
1: they lost and and not only that but it's a different time now i think it's very it's a slippery slope when we're idolizing these humans because they're human beings they you know their point of views were not what we believe in now what the country believes That's in now law. and and they may have done whatever they may have done but we don't need to be seeing that we don't need to show that put that up there when it has such a dark past for some people it doesn't if let's say they had won, that would be a different story. But they did. Oh, they'd be it. everywhere. And the values but that they stood for. But at the same time, for, they're everywhere right now. But the values that they stood for are not what we want to stand for as a country. So we don't we don't need to do that. I don't understand why we need, you know, fifteen hundred monuments and stuff and seven hundred statues. And the pushback,
0: the push, you know, the pushback, is 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 shocking. I mean, it's not as much as, as you know I would think. But there's still this pushback, you know. And, and even coming from the leadership, there's this pushback of, you know, these, this is our history. And, I mean, it. like I said, it belongs in a museum. It okay. doesn't belong in the middle of a, a, a busy city, a large city, a metropolis. It does not belong there. But,
1: I mean, we've seen this. We've seen these statues when we went to the protests recently, you know, where people are protecting these monuments and these cenotaphs or whatever with guns and, you know and their little militias because they they want to preserve the history. The history is not going to go away. No. What just it's not because this because, whether this whether this um, sculptures here, what are these monuments are here, whatever, it does not matter. The history is going to be the history and I don't think I think that people are pushing so hard for this and the only thing that I can think of why they would do this is because like, let's say 10 years from now, we don't agree with whatever else, right? And we're like, no, take that down. You know, 10 years ago, we were okay with it, but we're not okay with it then. So this, this kind of, like, ever-changing... It's, uh, a, it's a where does it stop mentality. Yeah, where does it stop? And I could see that. I can understand where, like, okay, all of a sudden, you know, we're taking all these down. And then what's going to happen to war memorials when we decide, you know, war is bad and, and we don't want to we don't want to glorify that. So where does it stop? So I could see Across that. Cross that
0: bridge when we get to it,
1: it. Exactly. But that's the only thing that I can see. Of why they're like, well, we don't want to take this down. But I'm grateful that anything has been happening and that they've been taking them down. They've been t- listening to people. Because honestly, I think that if they don't. People will, and so no, oh, I mean,
0: well, it's been proven. It's been, you know, they're out there with chains.
1: Yeah, taking yeah. them out.
0: You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's been wild. And it, it's it just been
1: goes. Wild. And it goes back to the thing. It's not an, an, an inanimate object. You know, like what is more important: the peace in your community mm-hmm. yeah. or this? Like
0: I said, it's, it's very, it's, I feel like it's just, it's, it's very thin ice to, to, to come out and say, you know, I, I don't know. I think we should leave that up. Why? (laughs) Tell me why, like, why? Like, explain to me why, though, it's, it's a part of our history. There's a lot of things that are part of Where's yeah. the area of time and statues at? Yeah. Let's throw a couple of those up. Mm-hmm. Let's put those into place. I mean, if we're really talking about history and that's what we're really trying to preserve, then there's a lot of history that, you know, we're missing when it comes to
1: statues that's and true. monuments. There's that a is. lot of,
0: there's a whole period, whole periods of time that have been just kind of glossed omitted. over. Yeah, that <laughs> we're not omitted. talking about. Let's put let's put a couple of these people up on the pedestal, if we can. <laughs>
1: It doesn't make sense to me that they would push so hard. Like I said, I think the only reason that I can think about it is is how much are they going to give. But at the end of the day, points of view are changing the way we think are changing. The world is changing. and It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that we're like, hey, we don't need this anymore. We don't stand for this. We won't stand for it. most
0: people are behind that. Yeah. Most people are behind that. I mean, you are going to have... Uh, you know, a few people that are always going to try to hold on to that. And especially, you know, especially in the South, because, I mean, it's it's crazy how it's still kind of divided, you know. You know, you go uh, the further north you go, and people are like, absolutely not. Like, there's the majority of people there like are confused as to, you know, why they're even there. A lot of people, you know, are, don't even have that education to know that they exist in the numbers that they do. We're talking about over 1,500 statues and memorials to you know, to generals, military bases. But it's but it's military em, bases. It's
1: embedded in, in our education system. It's it's in everything we do. Like you said, it's been there for so long that you forget it's even there. You don't even think about it. Um yeah, just, but just because it's there and it's been it. there doesn't mean that we're gonna continue to keep it there and that it's okay to keep it there. Like it's time for them to go put them in the museum. Yeah. You I mean, want to go see those, you know, you want to go see those Confederate yeah, statues. More power to you, slide go to the Buy out. a
0: ticket. Go walk by. <laughs> they can tell you all about it. The, you know, the, the guide will tell you all about it. Where, where it used to be in Times Square. Mm-hmm. All right. So um uh we would love to hear what y'all have to think about it. I know you you know we've talked it out and I know you know where we stand, but we'd love to hear what y'all can uh, think about it. Y'all can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. When we get back, we're gonna be talking about this race for the White House, what it's gonna be in November. It's shaky ground right now and it is undetermined. So first off, I want to talk about the money Um, You know, money is ruling politics And I really like to talk about it Uh, So um, we read in one of the articles That the Trump campaign is leading Biden By $187 million in campaign funding So with that kind of lead That's basically saying that if Biden Were to raise a million dollars a week From now until election day he would still be short of the kind of money that Trump has. That's a lot of money. And my question is, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you get, you see, you know, if accordingly, according to the polls, we're talking about double-digit leads from Biden. So if Biden is leading by so much, and it seems that so much of the country is leaning towards his direction, then why are so many people giving Trump so much money, so much of their hard-earned money?
1: Do you think it's like a sense of urgency, maybe, that they think that... He needs more money to kind of put more ads out and do more rallies and do all that kind of stuff to kind of, uh, you know, get people out for him. Because like you, I mean, I, mean, I like, think that know.
0: Biden needs that kind of money too, and he's not seeing it. So who are these people that I mean, I, I mean, his base would be at a lower income. Um, I mean, that's their hard-earned money. No. That's their hard-earned money that they're giving to the Trump campaign, and I mean, I just don't see why the numbers aren't. I mean, I'm not saying they should be the same, but I would think that they'd be a little closer than they are.
1: But they're trying. I think they're also trying to keep him in power. You know, Republican Party, Republican donors, and you know they're trying to keep him in a position of power that'll be good for them. I don't. But I also don't think that, like you're saying, you're that they're the base. Of his but do you voters. think it's big money? Do you think it's big money that's I think coming it's big in, money. just large
0: donations, or do you think it's a, more so a lot of smaller donations?
1: I think it's big money. I think it's money that we're not seeing, like because uh, honestly, at the end of the day, with everything that's happening right now, and so many people out of jobs, I don't really think. I mean, it'd be interesting to kind of look into it, which we should, uh, to see like what where that money is coming from, what, um, what the average income of the people who are donating is. But I kind of think it's big money, or you know the power and the influence of uh, being the president and being in the White House that might get him that money. But I don't really know, honestly.
0: I, I, I don't know. It's, it's something that's been on my mind. It's definitely something that's been on my mind. And even with these double-digit um, leads, um, there's talks of all this money coming in, there's talks mm-hmm. of the flooding, and then there's also been some talks and rumors of Trump dropping out of the race if it looks like it's a lost cause. Oh, do you
1: do you really think he would jump out? I am gonna I'm just going <laughs> to wish and hope but that is I the mean, case. It's that, that it's as discussed. easy as he's out. But then again, that that means they'd have to come up with another Republican nominee, right? So it's not like it's just going to be. He's just going to drop right. out. and It's going to win. There's still going to be. You I'm, know, there still needs to sure be. Sure, they people. have to.
0: They have to have a backup plan. They, of some they have sort. to have some sort
1: of backup plan. But I think that I mean the way that things are looking. I mean, right? I was, it's not great. He's I was not, surprised really when I saw it. And...
0: I was surprised when I saw it, but at the same time, I wasn't. Like I, it wasn't something that I had thought about i put it yeah. like that. It wasn't something that had crossed my mind as a possibility. But once, um, you know, I read it, I'm like, okay, I can see where this is going. You know, yeah. he's not, as far as the polls go, he's, he's too far behind. Um, it looks like a lost cause once you roll it in. Then, hey, you know what? I'm just going to drop out. Just just to say that I was, was never defeated. Uh-huh. Just to say that, you know, nobody ever voted against me. I could see him doing something like that. But it would have to be a complete lost cause. And and fr- frankly I don't think it's a complete lost cause. I like like I've said time and time again, I, I, I have a feeling this the dude is
1: scenario.
0: gonna <laughs> I have a feeling this dude is gonna win.
1: I just honestly I wanna be positive about it because I don't want to be negative. I don't wanna want say realize. that I, I'm hoping that, you know, people come to their senses and, and move away from it. But but I, I really, really am curious to see what this pandemic, what everything that's happening with the economy, what that does to the view of people, because I know that we see, you know, some real hard Trumpers out there, you know, supporting oh, and all that stuff, hardest. but also we're in Texas, you know, yeah. what this looks like around the world, I mean, around the country doesn't, might not necessarily be what we I mean it d- I'm sure it definitely
0: doesn't look anything like that in, you know, Denver. Right
1: and, yeah, yeah, so to honestly, it's, you know, we're in a different place where we see it a lot, but I don't think that he's playing to his base. I don't think he's doing any of the things that they want him to do. You know, he's not taking down protesters and sending in the National Guard and things like that. So it's not like he's doing things that they want him to do. He hasn't I, turned around I, the economy. It's, 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 it's a very difficult it's, space it's, it's, thinking we're like, what, six months out?
0: Yeah. yeah. To, well, it's interesting to that you, it you say that. It's <laughs> interesting that you say that because I've noticed that, and um, we were talking about this earlier, how Biden is putting all of his focus into. The handling of the COVID crisis, everything that he's spoken on, every ad, every campaign talk, every interview, it's been this whole drop the ball conversation about Trump, and I mean, it seems to be working. I think I think it's a solid campaign strategy to discuss, you know, the the flaws of the past, you know, year, um, this, well, this past year, uh-huh. to put to put that in the spotlight and you know to run ads on that. It it seems to it seems to be pulling through for him. I'll tell you that much. Um, while Trump, on the other hand, is, I mean, from what I've seen, is just completely focused on the monuments. I mean, to take it back to to take it back to these monuments being, you know, torn down and removed. He, I mean, there's been so much talk of them, and um, you know, catching vandals, and you know, we won't stand for it. I mean, he actually tried to uh, put together a block on. Um, federal aid to to states and that had cities that weren't as to what he said fa- what he said was failing to protect these monuments <laughs> so it 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 seems like he's trying to avoid the the hard questions the because big questions because he has
1: to how could he possibly could talk about coronavirus without talking about his own failures because number one he wasn't that worried about it he was pushing for reopening he was trying not to make a big deal out about it even when right before everything shut down you know and everybody started doing stuff he, yeah, he still away. played it the whole time so this it's like not only is he gonna have to face the reality that he did the wrong thing at the wrong time and he didn't protect the people he was supposed to protect the country and I mean he's going to have to He's going to have way. to admit that he can't just be like, "Oh, you know, I'm going to start responding to it now when he downplayed it for so long now he has I mean, to." It's a but downplay. he's not going to, you know, why why in the world would that help him in any kind of way mm. to talk about it.
0: I mean, he could at least. I mean, I thought he would at least try to spin it to avoid it altogether. I mean, he's not. Well, let me stop. He's not re- avoiding it altogether. He uh-huh. he said it was handled yesterday. <laughs> he said it, it's being handled, <laughs> whatever that means. It's sure it's sure not being handled here in Texas. And, you
1: know, he talks a lot about defeating a virus. You yeah. know, so. It's, um, it'd be interesting, like I said, but I don't think that, and as far as Biden goes, it's not really that far-fetched. I mean, it's it's true. He isn't handling it well, and I think there's a lot of things that you can pull from about all the things that he's mismanaging or not doing correctly, because obviously it's oh, Trump. No, Every single he day wants, he does something sure. that somebody has to explain. Um, and so sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think it's hard to pick something, but I think that this pandemic in the time frame, you know, that it's happening, like during an election year, I mean, honestly, I think that we're going to be wearing masks when we vote. Like it's gonna be a very oh, it's, it's a gonna definite, be it's gonna be a very a prevalent definite. thing. You know, people are gonna talk about, you know, what happened a couple months ago. We're not coming back from it that quickly. So it will be going on when people are, are casting their votes.
0: And it's crazy to think about that too, because it seems so close away far away, I'm sorry. But at the same time, it is a lot of time in between for them to to have to wait I mean you, like I've said plenty of times Biden scares me every time he starts talking is there's just enough time in between now and then for him to make a grave mistake like
1: like there's but you know worse things have happened people have said and done other things like like I've said before i said it before I'm not comfortable with Biden as a candidate but I'm definitely more uncomfortable with Trump as a president and so yeah, you, you know we face with that decision but <laughs> But I, I kind of agree. I mean don't talk anymore, don't There's no need. like I think that Trump is gonna is gonna be his own downfall. Just let him, yeah, you know? just time. let him do all that to himself. Don't he, I don't think we have nobody has to even interfere. Yeah, I think I that hear. you just kind of watch it and he just the, the more that somebody doesn't interfere, just like the worse and worse it gets for him. So just let him just We've, let him dig his own grave there. Like,
0: we shall see. We'll, hmm. we'll talk about it next time.
1: All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and I just want to remind everybody, you want to let us know what you think, give us your feedback. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Scott Thomas Scoop, and we'd love to hear from you all.